This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hello, welcome. Happy Thursday. We are halfway through January. Believe it or not, um, I can't. I can't believe it. I'm in the or not uh, <laughs> column. Um, today's episode is a little bit different, which I'm sure if you saw the title, you would. Um, Figure that out. Rather than offering you book recommendations of titles, I want to talk about reading resolutions. Now, before I get to that, though, got to do some housekeeping, of course. Um, website of the podcast is professionalbooknerds.com. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. And you can always email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. That's the fun housekeeping. Now on to reading resolutions. You know, people talk about setting resolutions every year and whether you do or don't, no problem. But when it comes to books, a lot of people set a certain number of books that they want to read in a year. Um, I used to do that for several, several years. I would always try and aim for 50. I don't know if I, I did on occasion hit 50. I was in like the 40 range. Um, But, you know, then um, we had this pandemic start and reading got difficult. I just did not have the attention span. I did not have the motivation. It, it was it was a challenge and not a fun one. And so I'm lucky the past couple of years if I read like one book a month. And that honestly is a totally cool and awesome resolution to have. So I have... And that sort of ties into what today's episode is about, which is reading resolutions that have nothing to do with the number of books you read. Technically speaking, sure, reading one book a month kind of ties into that, but it's not really because you might read more than one book a month. So this is about reading resolutions that, you know, is outside the usual goals of setting like 50, you want to read 50 books in a year, or you want to read 100 books in a year. We're going to think a little bit outside the box on this. And I'm going to offer you some reading resolutions that no matter the number of books you end up reading in a year, you can probably fit all of these into that. Whether it is just like five, you managed to get five books this year or a hundred. So we're going to, we're going to go with this. Okay. So reading resolutions that have nothing to do with the number of books you read. First, complete a reading challenge. Or even just, even if you don't complete it, because again, that, you know, there might be some numbers involved in having to complete like 12 challenges, um, like the Professional Book Nerds Challenge, which is on our website, professionalbooknerds.com, and on Instagram and Twitter, at ProBookNerds. But there are other reading challenges. You don't have to do the Pro Book Nerds one. That's just one option. But complete a reading challenge um, It's always a good one, you know. It's fun. It'll, it, you know, that's a good way to also like read outside. 
that your sort of comfort zone. Um, and maybe you end up reading, you know, books outside of just the reading challenge. There are book bingos, um, that, you know, you can find them on social media a lot, um, with reading different, like I know there's, I read and write romance. So, um, you know, there are romance ones where it's like read about certain tropes of a romance, like read a friends to lovers romance, read a one room slash one bed slash forced proximity type book. Um, you know, so various reading challenges, always a good reading resolution. Maybe you want to listen to more audiobooks. And that's always a good one too. Um, you know, I, I don't drive that much now. I'm not, the only place I go is a grocery store. And so I have struggled to listen to audiobooks. And I was a big audiobook listener before the pandemic because I would be going to work every day and had that commute. So listening to more audiobooks and like making myself listen to more audiobooks is a solid, solid reading resolution because I set that as a goal last year. I don't know if I actually accomplished it. I think I listened to like half an audiobook. So even just something as simple as like read, like listen to at least one audiobook in 2022. It sounds easy, but as I learned in 2021, it's not if you don't do a lot of driving or um, you don't have a lot of where you have to like look for situations where you can listen to an audiobook. So that's another reading resolution. Instead of counting the number of books you read, count the number of pages you read. If you read certain genres, like if you're a big, you know, like epic fantasy um, uh, reader, like the really big books, it's, unless you read super, super fast, trying to get through like 50 or 75 of those in a year is, that is a daunting task because those things are so big. And so if you focus on the number of pages, you can set a goal for that and not necessarily the number of books that you read. Uh, I know with like ebooks and audiobooks, it makes it a little tricky. And I have in previous years kept track of the number of pages I've read, um, not as a kind of a goal or a resolution, but just for my own information and knowledge. And I would just go onto Amazon and find like the hardback or paperback um, number of pages listed and just use that. Uh, because if you read on ebook, you know, with diff- like, it's depending on what size font you have, it will change the number of pages. I mean, you can do that. You can do whatever you want. To c- however you want to count the number of pages is totally cool. But, you know, count the number of pages, not the number of books. Okay, next reading resolution, focus on percentages. I have done this in the past. So if you want to add more of a particular type of book into your um, reading repertoire or a certain type of author, focusing on percentages is a great way to do that. Like maybe you want to make sure that 50% of the books you read are by Black, Indigenous, or other people of color. Or if you want to read more nonfiction, you know, pay attention to, you know, set a percentage like you want to like a third of the books that you read in 2022 to be nonfiction keep track of it that way this is helpful if you check every month um to sort of keep track and then 
you can kind of readjust accordingly going forward. So percentages is a good way if you're trying to, again, like add more of a certain type of book or certain author or something in, into what you read, doing it by percentage is great because it gives you a quantifiable goal to work towards. And again, no matter how many books you read in a year, it is achievable. If you only read 10 books this year and you want 50% to be, you know, black or brown authors, that's five books. If you read two books this year, you just have to make sure one of them is by a black or brown author. So no matter the type of books, percentages are great. Uh, Likewise, if you don't want to um, necessarily really focus on percentages, if that you don't want to like quantify it that way, just look at the types of books that you read most of the time and set a goal or resolution to add more in of any kind, whatever it is, you know, maybe you read a lot of fantasy and I don't mean to like keep mentioning fantasy. Maybe you read a lot of mystery and you want to add some more romance in just adding in more romance, especially if it's a genre you've never read before is a great resolution to have. Okay, one of mine for this year is to set a goal to spend a certain amount of time each day reading, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes. You know, those minutes will add up because, again, sometimes reading is tricky. It's challenging. Just I don't have necessarily like the mental whatever to go with it. Um, And so... Uh, just setting aside, just trying to find 10 or 15 minutes, I can usually do that. Whether it's like, you know, while my dinner is baking in the oven or right before bed. I also find that once I hit those 15 minutes, depending on the book, like the one I'm reading right now, <laughs> I want to keep reading. <laughs> and I end up reading way more than just 15 minutes. So setting a goal to spend a certain amount of time each day reading is is great. Okay, this next one. Read the books on your TBR. You know, you have that list. You have that list. Maybe you actually have physical books that you have bought with the intention to read, and then you never do. Read those books. Make that your resolution this year, is to read the books on your TBR. If you want to set an extra challenge for yourself, stop adding books to your TBR until you finish the ones you already have on it. I know that uh, that's a tricky one because there are always new books coming out, you know. So maybe you have like your current TBR and then you have like a secondary TBR of of books, you know. So you focus on your current TBR and um, that's the one you You're going to read those books and then you can keep a separate one where you list the books you'll want to read at the end. But you just focus on column A. Okay, those are the books you read this year or your current TBR titles. And you can't read any of the other ones that you keep adding until you finish these. Okay, read the books on your TBR. That is a resolution. That is a a struggle (laughs) because there just are so many books out there. So, okay. Another reading resolution, focus on trying to get more books from the library. 
Um, some libraries are open, like the physical library is open and you can go in and get them. A lot of libraries are doing curbside pickup where you can call in. Um, there's always, you know, Overdrive and the Libby app and you can get ebooks and audiobooks from your library that way. So get more books from the library in 2022. That is an excellent, excellent reading resolution you could have. Okay, next one. You can organize and or declutter your personal library. And by declutter, yes, I mean get rid of books. You can donate them. If you have a little library, stick them in there. Uh, try and sell them. Whatever. I, over just a couple months ago, I reorganized my books um, in my home office. Previously, they'd been somewhat uh, somewhat alphabetical by author. They were also grouped like thematically in some. There really wasn't much of an order. And so now I have rainbowfied them. Oh yes, my friends, my books are organized by color and it makes me so happy. It gives me so much serotonin on a daily basis. Every time I look over there, I'm like, it's so beautiful. And you know, I know the rainbow thing isn't for everybody, but here's the thing. Here's the thing I realized when we moved in 2020 and I was packing up my books and decluttering at that time, I got rid of a lot of books, <laughs> but I am a very visual person when it comes to my books. I'm very familiar with book spines and what the spine of a book looks like. And that is what I look for when I look for a book. So when I was packing up books and again, between my spouse and I, both big book people, we had a lot of books, so we were decluttering. We had multiple piles going on. If I was trying to look for a particular book um, that was just like somewhere in the mess, I went looking for the spine of that book because I'm very familiar with those. So organizing by color makes perfect sense to me because I know what the spine of each of these books are and that's how I'm going to find it. The rainbow thing might not be for you. That's totally cool. You know, so as part of the organization and or declutter, you don't have to declutter. It's totally cool. But as part of that, find a book organization system that works for you, even if people judge you for it. Because I know there are people listening right now who are like, oh my God, Jill, you organize your books by color. What? I don't care. It's my personal library. It's my book organization system. So like, whatever works for me, works for me. It doesn't have to work for you. Okay. All right. Next, start a book journal. Okay. This does keep track of the books you'll be reading this year, but the goal is not to, the goal is not to aim for a certain number of books. Instead, the goal is just to like have a journal, a place to write about the books that you read. Uh, you can make notes about the plot or characters if you're someone like me who often will forget those after reading a book sometimes, um, you can make notes if there were certain quotes that really stuck out to you or what you liked or didn't like about the book. You know, you could even be like, oh, I would recommend this book to so-and-so. And then if someone comes to you, that person comes to you and is like looking for a book recommendation, you can be like, oh, let me pull my journal and you can go through and find the books that you'd recommend to that person. So, a book journal. I have a friend who's kept a book journal for a very, very, very long time. Just like every, it, it just keeps going. You know, she finishes one year and 
goes into the next in the same journal. So she had like this big collection of journals that kept track of every book that she read. You can always, you know, and like any journal, you can always go back and see what you thought about that book, which is always kind of fun. Uh, I mean, you could do this on like Goodreads, you know, and that sort of thing if you want to keep track of reviews that way. But if you want to do like your own sort of personal review and not necessarily share it with anyone, you can just keep your own book journal. All right. This is my favorite one. This is one that I have shouted from the rooftops for years. I'm so glad so many people are starting to come on board on this. Embrace the DNF. Don't finish books you're not enjoying. It's okay to stop reading. It's okay to stop reading a book that is not working for you. Maybe you'll come back to it. Maybe you won't. It's okay. Life is too short. Life is too short to read books that are not working for us. Embrace the DNF. Just just stop reading books. Uh, you know what? I maybe only finished about 10 books this year in 2021. I started a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I started a whole bunch of books that I did not finish. I like a lot. <laughs> um, I, I don't keep track of those. I don't keep track of the books I don't finish. Couldn't even tell you. I mean, I could maybe remember some of them. Either it was just not the right time. You know, some, like, I'm a mood reader. I figured this out lately. I'm a mood reader. And so it just wasn't the right time for that book for me. And maybe I'll come back to it. Or... Um, it just, the prose wasn't working. Uh, it just wasn't capturing my attention. There are, there are a million reasons to not finish a book and they are valid. So embrace the DNF. Okay. Just put down the book if it's just not working for you. It's okay. Don't feel bad about it. Not every book is for every reader and that's okay. You don't have to like everything. You don't have to like what everybody else likes. Read what you want to read. And if, a, you know, and maybe like the big popular book that everyone else loves is just not something that is of interest to you. And that's okay. Embrace the DNF. And just stop reading books that are not bringing you joy. Okay. Finally. If you want to be a real resolution rebel when it comes to books and reading, make a resolution to stop tracking anything altogether. Don't track what books you read. Don't pay attention to pages or genres and just read books. Don't track. Don't pay attention. It Just read. Just read books for fun. I think sometimes, you know... We set these reading resolutions with whether it's the number of books or types of books or whatever. And, you know, it can be overwhelming. It can be daunting. It, especially if like me and like many of us, reading is, has been more challenging. It's been more challenging to finish books over the past two years. Not because of the books themselves, just because of, you know, everything going on. And... If you are trying to keep track of something or trying to work through a very specific goal or work towards a goal or something quantifiable, whatever it is, and you're not able to do it, it stops being fun. 
So you know what? Just stop keeping track. Just stop keeping track. I stopped keeping track of the books I was reading about halfway through 2021. Partly because I wasn't reading that many. And also because I kept forgetting to, you know, like I, I used to keep a spreadsheet. I gave up on the spreadsheet in 2021 because I was just like, this is, this is not sparking joy anymore. It feels like work. Um, and so I had for the last couple of years just posted on Instagram and in Instagram stories. I had a little highlight of the books that I was reading and partway through 2021, I just stopped posting because I would forget, like I would finish a book and if I didn't have my phone nearby, you know, it, my immediate thing was not to just like take a picture. Um, and so I would forget the book wouldn't get posted, blah, 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 whatever. And it was very freeing. Nobody knows what books I read last year. I don't even remember some of the books I read last year, but it it was very liberating to not track, to like not worry about keeping track of it and just reading for fun and reading for enjoyment and not finishing books that are not sparking joy. So that is, that is, you know what? That is the real rebel resolution for reading is to just not keep track at all. Just leave it up to whatever. Okay, there you go. Reading resolutions that have nothing to do with the number of books you read in a year. Um, if you have your own reading resolutions outside of like, I want to read 50 books a year. Yeah, let me say though, this is not like a judgment on those people who like reading setting those goals. I've done it for many, many years, but over the last few years, I've, I've drifted away from it because that was just like an unsustainable reading goal for me or a reading resolution. If that works for you, I am. You do whatever you do, you know? Work towards those 50 goals, those 50 books. That's awesome. I applaud you, especially if you actually can still read that many books in a year because I currently cannot. And so... That there are people out there who still continue to read 50 or 100 books a year. You are my reading heroes. So, but if you are someone who is looking for an alternate to that type of reading goal for 2022, here's a collection of some others that um, I encourage you to consider adding into your, you know, resolutions for the year. So I think that's all for today. Um, again, yeah, if you have any of your own reading resolutions, I would love to know what you all have as your reading resolutions for 2022. Please feel free to email professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. And yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got for you. All right, bye everybody. Happy reading. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Jill Grunenwald and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, 
and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.